0: you Welcome back to another week of instigating with Clarky and Drury brought to you as always by Cool Bet Canada. Our friends at the Listowel Squash Courts, Listowel Vision Care, See the Game, and of course, Hanover Raceway. Don't miss all the excitement of live harness racing every Saturday up until September 17th post time at 1.30, except this Saturday. This Saturday, Dream of Glory, 6.15 post time, followed by a big fireworks show on July 30th. Bring the family and come have a great time enjoying the sights and sounds. We bet you'll love it. Visit them at HanoverRaceway.com for details on their upcoming events. Ryan Joy joined by the aforementioned Mr. Chris Clark. And Clarkie, boy, there's a lot of news in the sports world as always, but uh, I think the ridicule of sports fans is certainly pointed directly at Hockey Canada right now. This is the biggest story in the country, and for good reason. Um, we've got two great guests on the show. We're going to throw to an interview that I conducted Monday of this week with Perth Wellington MP John Nader, who happens to be a vice chair on the Standing Committee on Canadian Heritage, who are, of course, investigating Hockey Canada right now. Um, so we we talked with John prior to the hearings that occurred on Tuesday and Wednesday but still some good viewpoints from John will also be joined later by Samantha Chang who is one of the co-hosts of the brilliant the broadcast show i've got their merch on here and uh she's Here's mine oh. I'm. Sorry, well, I bought this. Oh, you. I I bought this. I've been a fan of the stuff. show for a while. I don't Yeah, you stuff. don't buy stuff. <laughs> and uh, she's also. You'll be familiar with her from her uh, infamous, if I can say that, Twitter account where she takes people to task on different things, including law. She is a lawyer, and uh, you'll also be You're familiar with her from Yahoo Hockey's Zone Time show as well. So very excited to have Sam on to chat about this uh, ongoing scandal, which Clarkie has uh, has just marred our national sport. This is uh, a really serious thing. Um, and I think really beyond all of the extremely gross and unfortunate incidents, the sexual assaults that are being investigated, what's really being revealed here is just how poorly run Hockey Canada is from top to bottom here.
1: It, it's really... Uh, unbelievable, that they've been charging parents fees to go towards, um, you know, legal, uh, what would you call it, settlements with, with people. It's unbelievable. I don't have any kids, nor had I ever had any. My girls played softball not and figure skated, but never played hockey. But if I did have kids in and I found out after the fact that some of my funds were going to do this, I think maybe I would find a lawyer and see how I can get some of those funds back. I don't know if that's possible, but that's that's something that I would definitely think I should be entitled to. You should know where your money's going. And if, you know, the local Hockey Canada obviously collects dues from everybody. And if that's where they're going, it, it's a shame. And it, it's right. Like, you know, is it Scott Smith, the CEO? Is that- yeah right like, now for now yeah, yeah like they called for him right on the spot yesterday on wednesday to resign and uh he didn't do it and he basically said you know what if the board doesn't think i can run this and 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 fix this problem why did it have to come out in public for you to fix a problem why didn't you fix the problem before why did you sit back and let it go and then oh it turns out oh well maybe i should fix the problem now No, you probably supported what was going on, or you would have fixed the problem. So no, you should be out, and Tom Rennie should be out. Those guys all should be out. And I hate to say it, oh, I don't hate to say it. It's a whole bunch of old white guys who are uh, on that board, and it's got to change. It has to change. You know, one of the old man's club. The old boy. You're absolutely
0: absolutely right, Um, Tom Rennie. Of course now former president of Hockey Canada, Scott Smith, now the acting president. That was something that one of the MPs said yesterday. I can't remember which one. It might have been Kevin Waugh, who said, you know, looking at the board there saying, you know, this is not the face of hockey. Like the, the, the game tries to tout all of this diversity nonsense. And it's like, look, who's running? you know, the highest annals of our sport here in this country. And I think that that needs to change in the very least. The people that are responsible for handling this gigantic, embarrassing mess need to be removed. And I think that that's what needs to happen at the end of this chiefly one. I mean, Hockey Canada has been doing a lot of talking the last couple of weeks saying we've got this new action plan. We're doing this. None of it matters. All of it is going to fall on on rightly deaf ears because people just do not want to hear from this current crop of gentlemen that have allowed things like this to occur. And when you commit, I'll just say it, financial fraud. Really, this, that's what this is to me. It, it, really, at the end of the day, this boils down to a fraud. Well, that's what
1: I'd love to talk to Sam funds.
0: about. Right? Like, like absolutely. Because you, I'm interested. That was one thing I thought of too, and you brought it up perfectly there, Clarky. Thank you. How long is it until we see a coalition of parents sue Hockey Canada because this is such a misrepresentation? of funding and this game is so expensive and i mean out outside of well not outside of this squarely at the front of it this handling of sexual assault and the culture that is allowed to survive within the highest uh levels of the game included with that i really worry for the future of hockey this squarely at the front of it but also The finances of it, it is way, way too expensive to play this game. It is way too expensive. And I fear for the future health of the sport. I love the sport. I've said it numerous times. I love hockey. I don't love the people running it and the forebears who are in charge of the highest levels of the sport, the NHL, hockey, Canada, you name it. I have nothing short of disdain for a majority of the people that are responsible for caretaking this sport that we all love and feel betrayed by now. And, and that is such a serious problem. Um, Clark, yeah, I don't know if you've anything else to add before we throw to my interview
1: with John Nader. No, not really. I mean, I think we've said it all. Like it's a farce. Um, they stole money from people and hopefully some people can stand up and say, Hey, Give me some of that back because you're right. It's so expensive to play hockey. It's a rich man's sport now, and it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be, Um, but it is, and that's the way it's going. And now you know why it's so expensive, and obviously that doesn't go to all the expenses. There's a lot of very expensive things in hockey as well, ice rentals, whatever, but to know that a portion of that money went towards, um, you know, settlements in sexual assault cases is disgusting
0: it absolutely is all right we'll uh, we'll take a quick break here and when we come back we will have my interview earlier this week on monday with perth wellington mp john nader who is also the vice chair of the standing committee on canadian heritage up next on instigating <laughs> Pleased to be joined by a very special guest on Instigating. We are recording this Monday, July 25th, and uh, we really appreciate the time of Perth Wellington MP and one of the vice chairs of the Standing Committee on Canadian Heritage who is part of the ongoing investigation into what's going on with Hockey Canada right now. John Nader joins us.
2: John, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. Pleased for joining you.
0: Obviously, I wish that we were talking about something a little more positive to do with our national sport, but unfortunately, that is not the case. I want to start from the beginning when you and the rest of the Heritage Committee decided to get involved. Take us from step one where you guys saw what was coming out with the original allegations from 2018
2: and when you decided to step in and what that process has looked like so far, John. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the, uh, the, the first, you know, we heard about the allegations earlier in the spring uh, came out uh, through, uh, through, you know, through, through the media reports. And so at that point uh, the house of commons as a whole thought that it was worthwhile that the heritage committee look into this, uh, into this matter. Uh, so we, as a heritage committee took up, uh, took up the study, had officials uh, from hockey Canada testify. And then from there, it's kind of, uh, you know, a bit, of a, a bit of a snowball effect uh, uh, where we've, uh, you know, learned of additional allegations. We've learned of additional uh, challenges, challenges, uh, Governance challenges, uh, uh, you know, funds uh, being used that uh, aren't, you know, in my opinion, intended to, for 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 settlements. Rather, you know, should be used for for other more positive uh, uh, things, uh, including using uh, uh, program fees, uh, you know kids registration fees to uh, to make these payments. So, uh, you know, from there, it's, it's just been a, a number of different uh, uh, challenges and, and concerns to the point that, uh, you know, later this week, I know we're recording this on Monday, um, you know, on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, we're going to be having uh, additional uh, committee hearings, hearing from various officials, uh, both of sport Canada uh, as well as Hockey Canada, to uh, to, to try to find more, uh, more answers than we've received at this point. Now, John,
0: there seems to be—I mean, it's going to be like this with an organization as big as Hockey Canada. There's so many layers to these allegations, and the problem that has allowed situations that these allegations arise from to persist. Uh, Pascal Saint Ange, the Minister of Sport, has commented very, you know, toughly, if if you will, very harsh on what's been going on and I know the the heritage committee has done so as well you bring up you know the the funding and I think that that was one of the things that added on to the the heinousness of the allegations to begin with finding out that hockey canada essentially had a slush fund where they were using money that parents are paying into their programming for their kids, John, you've got kids. I'm sure they're going to be playing sports soon. I know a lot I grew up playing sports. When you discovered that, did that take the seriousness of this to a whole nother level? Because I think a lot of parents and a lot of fans of the game, ah uh, like myself, are very,
2: very concerned with this. You know, there was a lot of anger about the situation uh, before those allegations came out about uh, kids registration fees. And once those allegations came, or once those, uh, the fact came out that the you know, registration fees were being used to to make payments of this nature, that anger just boiled over. And, you know, talking with, uh, you know, uh, community members, with uh, different people across the country whose kids are in sports, in sports my own uh, son is in uh, is in hockey, you know, to learn that, you know, kids registration fees are being used to pay sexual assault. Uh, settlements, uh, it, it just makes people's blood boil and and it causes a whole lot of anger, uh, you know, uh, across the country that uh, that these funds are being used in that way. And frankly, the fact that Hockey Canada uh, kept quiet about this, uh, you know, they were. Before the committee, uh, they they insinuated that they had some sort of investments that they liquidated uh, to make this happen. Never once, never once did they come before the committee and say that this fund was there or that kids' registration fees were being used to uh, to fa- to pay pay the settlement. They say they liquidated some of their investments. You know I think the assumption one the implication was is this was some kind of corporate investment uh, that came in and they uh, they they liquidated that. but the fact that it was kids registration fees being used to pay this, it was quite quite frankly uh, unacceptable and uh, and 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 I think uh, Canadians uh, are not happy about that. and that's one of the reasons why we really need to see meaningful change uh, at hockey Canada's organization and uh, and a culture change within uh, within hockey Canada.
0: Now, John, you you know you mentioned these allegations that are ongoing. The London police have confirmed they're reopening an investigation into the 2018 incident. Then last week, uh, a new allegation crops up involving the 2003 World Junior team. Now, Hockey Canada has um, a funny way of wording some of these statements that they've put out lately. That they're that they've learned their their attention has been drawn. To these allegations. But when we look back at the fact we just talked about, about having this slush fund where they were paying people off, I, I, amongst many other Canadians, find it very hard to believe that they're just learning about some of this stuff now. And there might be a lot more allegations, a lot more potential victims outside of the world junior teams. This There might be a lot of victims that go far deeper on this tree. Trail of burying things from a corporate standpoint from Hockey Canada's point of view. What would you say to that? And and is like, is there more that's going to be dug up here that maybe we don't even know about that hasn't been made public yet?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the questions that Hockey Canada has to answer. Uh, you know, they they threw out, you know, there are potentially one or two. Um, allegations uh, per year um, of, of this nature. That's one of the numbers they they threw out at the last uh, committee uh, hearing. But they were unwilling to confirm the exact number. They aren't willing to f- confirm whether settlements came out in in, in certain in certain cases. So that's one of the first things that has to be uh, clarified. You know what has Hockey Canada done in these past number of years? How many uh, accusations have been made? How many uh, settlements have been offered? How much money? Uh, has been paid out over the past uh, number of years in, in situations uh, such as this uh, you know there has to be clarity there has to be accountability uh, for hockey canada uh, because at the end of the day you know this is one of the uh, you know the national uh, institutions of our country that we, you know we 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 should be proud of we should be proud of our you know the national sport of hockey uh, but unfortunately you know, when when accusations like this uh, I like think these come forward. And when we see situations where, frankly, uh, there hasn't been follow-up, there hasn't been, uh, you know, accountability in these situations, I think that uh, that's troubling. It's disappointing and, quite frankly, frustrating for so many people that we haven't had those answers from Hockey Canada.
0: I think accountability is, you know, the word of the day when it comes to this situation. That we're all facing and we're all asking ourselves a lot of questions as Canadians, like how can this type of stuff happen? I think, you know, we've heard enough stories over the years and seen enough instances that are related to these allegations that we know how this happens. People bury it and that's unacceptable. And it goes back to accountability. What I know Pascal St. Ange was very pointed in what she wanted to see I I would ask you and the rest of the committee members, what specifically beyond figuring out what comes next with these allegations that we know about now, what specifically do you want to see hockey Canada do to fix this problem? We we know that we know that bad situations like this are going to happen. Sexual assault is a very heinous crime. It occurs, but, but the burying of it and the no accountability on top of it from a corporate standpoint is a real issue. What do you want to see change to make sure stuff like this
2: does not happen? Yeah, there has to be a meaningful investigatory process, and it has to be external to Hockey Canada itself. It has to be outside of Hockey Canada, a third party, and they have to have the resources and the ability to uh, to get to the bottom. They need to, be, uh, need to be funded externally, and they need to have access to every Piece of information, every piece of, uh, of of evidence that may be available within Hockey Canada. So there has to be that accountability. There has to be that. That uh, entity outside of Hockey Canada that's holding to account, that's investigating, is making sure that any allegation gets investigated and that those who uh, may have committed a a serious uh, act, whether it's a sexual assault or any other uh, inappropriate um, activity, uh, illegal uh, conduct, it has to be investigated and it has to be investigated meaningfully, fully, and by an entity outside of Hockey Canada itself.
0: John, I'd like to ask you as well, because right before we came on to do this interview, Marie-Philippe Poulin, the captain, of course, of the women's national team, put out a statement on behalf of her and her teammates. And the concern there is obviously they're extremely disappointed in what's gone on with Hockey Canada at the most upper level of it. But we know that a lot of corporate sponsors, and and rightly so, have pulled out of funding for Hockey Canada for the time being. We know when stuff like that happens, though, that it tends to trickle down and affect specifically the women's game. And, you know, you mentioned your your son's playing. I know you have a daughter as well. And and that's not fair either. And I I don't think that that angle of this can be left behind, specifically when we're talking about sexual assault allegations involving young women and then the trickle-down effect of the financial implications that Hockey Canada has brought on themselves will typically trickle down and affect the women's game negatively first. What is your response to that, and how do we avoid situations like that happening?
2: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Ryan. I mean, the, the you know, the the, uh, the cuts from uh, from corporate sponsorships, I think I think were appropriate, frankly. I mean, I think uh, you know a lot of people have lost uh, faith in Hockey Canada as an institution uh, with with the management team uh, itself, but there is a lot of uh, great people in the sport of hockey, and I think the women's hockey team is a great example, uh minor hockey, you know, and and let's not forget the the countless volunteers, coaches, trainers, uh family members, parents who who give freely of their time, energy, talent. Uh, uh, you know, all, all year long to, to make these uh, these sports happen. They're great people doing great work and completely unconnected to to these allegations. All right. We lost John for just a second. We've got him back. You were in the middle of a, a great speech just about remembering,
0: you know, all the people that this does affect at the end of the day, the trickle down effect of this, The you know, the women's game, all the volunteers who are doing nothing wrong and representing the game of hockey admirably. And, you know, we see it with the teams we cover here in in the region and some of the junior teams that we've been involved with over the years, we see the impact that they have in a positive fashion on their communities. It's just unfortunate that this is what's going on at the uppermost level of it. And John, I do wonder, I think that based on everything we found out so far and the financial implications, the slush fund, the misuse of funds, Hockey is not a cheap game to play, and that's not a novel fact. I'm not telling anybody anything new. It's seemingly getting more expensive every year. Forget the equipment. Registration fees are, are pretty high depending on when you, where you live. So what needs to happen here in terms of people finding out that a, a good chunk of this money that they're paying is going towards something that they shouldn't be paying for? how do we fix this? Because the economics of the game are
2: affected by things like this. And that's not fair at all. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why we need to have increased accountability at the highest levels of, of Hockey Canada. There needs to be uh, clear audit functions in place to ensure that you know fees that are collected go for the purpose for which they are collected. That they're not going to, to pay uh, sexual assault uh, settlements, uh, that they're going to improve the sport. And whether that's the sport at the minor level, at the, you know, the children level, uh, the young people across the country, are you know, amazing women's team, uh, you know, which is you know always represents us so proudly at uh, the international stage and, and and across Canada as well. You know, we need to make sure that that those funds go to what they what they're supposed to go to. And I think, frankly, there's been a breakdown in governance at the highest levels of Hockey Canada, and that needs to change. So there has to be meaningful wholesale change at the at the higher highest levels of Hockey Canada to ensure that every dollar that is uh, collected, whether it be through uh, registration fees or other fees that come from uh, parents and families across the country, that they go only for the purposes for which they're collected and aren't used for ancillary purposes like we've seen uh, in the past little while.
0: John, I'd like your opinion on this. You know, a lot of people have suggested, I've been seeing it trending online, we're, we're aware of some of the sanctions that were put in place in terms of the CHL and the drafting of Belarusian and Russian players, given what's going on in Ukraine. There have been suggestions to not include Russian players in events like the world juniors, the world championships taking away prestigious events from Russia and Belarus. There has been a pretty vocal contingent of people online that believe that Canada should not be allowed to participate at the upcoming world juniors. What is your opinion on something like that? Because as much as as much as we love hockey here hockey here is not in a good place and the people that have been in charge of it for a long time are clearly not the right people to be doing it. What is your opinion on punitive measures like that?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you know, I'm Canadian. I, you know, I love love seeing our team compete at the national level, but I think those calls are are indicative of the the lack of confidence people have right now in Hockey Canada as an organization. Uh, so until we can really uh, move forward and show that uh, you know there are new programs in place, new processes in place, new accountabilities uh, accountability measures in place, so that Canadians and people around the world can can have confidence. And be sure uh, that Hockey Canada really has changed, have, has uh, has uh, changed its institution. I think we're going to hear these calls, and so uh, until that happens, I think we're going to be in a in a spot for for a little bit longer uh, where people aren't going to have uh, have that confidence in Hockey Canada. Well,
0: I'm hoping we can move to a point where there are people installed, and I, I almost wonder too if it couldn't be moved to some form of a public vote or in the very least, the, the Heritage Committee having a vote on who takes over in the upper management positions of Hockey Canada. I think that that might help in terms of people starting to rebuild what is now a very fractured, and for good reason, confidence in our our national sports holder of, of what you know the game does and how it evolves in this country. I had somebody, John, say to me that, You know, I and I remember when this occurred, when the whole Larry Nassar thing happened with USA Gymnastics, that's essentially what this is here now that that's the same situation, the same type of thing that's happening here. Their abuse is occurring and they're being covered up and it's not right. I guess what's the next step here? I know that, you know, following this interview, there's going to be some more hearings. When can people potentially expect some meaningful change at the top happening in terms of who is running this organization? I know Hockey Canada today on the 25th put out an action plan. When can we see or expect to see some
2: meaningful change? Well, I, we need to see meaningful change now. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. So, I mean, the action plan is a step forward, uh, but we need to see that actually be implemented. We need to see the actual results from that, and a lot of that uh, isn't happening immediately. I believe one of the aspects is uh, being uh, being implemented in September, um, but frankly, the, these things have to have to happen immediately. So we're going to hear from Hockey Canada uh, later this week uh, on Tuesday, and then on uh, Wednesday we have officials from Hockey Canada. We need to hear what they're going to say. We need to hear what meaningful measures they're going to take immediately uh, to make sure that uh, accusations like this aren't uh, aren't kept quiet for four years, as happened in this case.
0: John, I I don't envy the the job in front of you and the rest of the committee. Uh, There's a lot of work ahead, obviously, and there needs to be some serious reparations made by Hockey Canada, obviously, Uh, not just to the people of this country that line their pockets, frankly, but... These young women that are involved in these cases, is just simply unacceptable. I really appreciate your time. He is Perth Wellington MP and vice chair of the Standing Committee on Canadian Heritage, John Nader. John, thank you so much for doing this.
2: Thank you, Ryan, my pleasure.
0: Our thanks again to Perth Wellington MP, John Nader, who I spoke with on Monday earlier this week about the ongoing Hockey Canada investigation. Of course, John is a vice chair of the Standing Committee on Canadian Heritage. Coming up next, we will chat with my friend, Samantha Chang, who is one of the co-hosts of the Broadcast out in Vancouver. She also appears frequently on Yahoo Hockey's Zone Time show, and she's a legal expert as well. So poignant that we will chat with someone of her vocation coming up next here on Instagame. Welcome back to instigating with Clarkie and jury brought to you as always by our friends at cool Beck, Canada, the Listowel squash courts, Listowel vision care, see the game and Hanover raceway. Ryan jury back here with Clarkie. We're very pleased to be joined by a very special guest and a poignant one at that given what we're discussing. She is a lawyer and she is also the co-host of one of my favorite shows, The Broadcast and Zone Time on Yahoo Hockey. Very, very pleased to announce that Samantha Chang is joining us on the show. Samantha, how are you?
3: I'm well, thanks. Happy to be here.
0: We're very happy to have you. Uh, I wish it was under happier circumstances. That would be uh, that would be nice. We'll have to have you on when the season starts and talk about your beloved Canucks. But for right now, we've got to talk about this ongoing Hockey Canada scandal. Um, of course, on the show, we just heard from MP John Nader, who is uh, my local MP here in Perth, Wellington, of course, a vice chair on the Heritage Committee that's investigating all of this. Um, Now, we talked to John on Monday before the hearings that proceeded on Tuesday and Wednesday, and obviously a lot has happened since then. What is your general takeaway, just to start, of what you heard on Tuesday and Wednesday from not only Scott Smith, but the other members who testified uh, as to their knowings of these allegations and how Hockey Canada is – Embarrassingly handling all
1: of this.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think your your summary is pretty accurate. I I do think the whole thing has been embarrassing. I think watching the two days of hearings, um, starting with you know first thing Tuesday morning, the number of times their lawyer asserted uh, solicitor-client privilege over a number of different questions, um, and you know I, I'm not by any means saying that they're not entitled to do so. Um, but to the extent that they were saying that they wanted it to be an independent investigation and to be transparent, uh, that raised a lot of questions for me. Um, and then the second day with all of the executives and particularly Scott Smith, what what's struck me throughout these proceedings is uh, the sense I have that hockey Canada maybe still thinks that this isn't that serious and that they're going to be fine at the end of it. I'm not sure. That they understand how serious these hearings have been and how poorly they have performed, um, and the fact that he had numerous MPs say to him that you know there's been a bit of a shift in tone because it, in June when they were there they were very uh, they were very cavalier they clearly were not taking it seriously they talked about rape as if it were just something that happens in society I think that's what one of the MPs said it, it, it's not clear to me that they think that this is going to have serious ongoing repercussions. And to me, that speaks to the arrogance of the institution and how much how much they think they're 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 important enough and big enough that it'll all be fine. this is This is just going to go away like it always has before,
1: Sam, you obviously saw Scott Smith saying he wasn't planning on resigning, but if the board didn't have confidence in them, then they could remove him. Do you think he's just looking at that? Legally and financially, like if I'm going to leave, they're going to force me out. So I got to pay out. Like, is that what it's all about here with this guy? Like, it just seemed very pompous of him in my mind um, that he would say that yesterday.
3: Yeah, I was. Uh, I don't know if I was surprised, and I don't. I I don't know if it's for legal and financial reasons mm-hmm. so much as he seemed to me to genuinely think that he he should be in that leadership role and he should get the the glory of the day of leading them back from the brink. Um, And to me, you know, I don't, I don't think it's actually just a matter of Scott Smith stepping down. I actually think the board of Hockey Canada, like as a whole, Mm -hmm. should consider whether or not they are the appropriate people to rebuild this institution and to regain the trust of Canadians. Um, You know, thinking about the evidence that we heard from them over the past few days, when Scott Smith said he believes he's well-equipped to deal with this and that uh, you know the reason the reason he thinks so is he he loves this sport and he's been in Hockey Canada for all but ten months of his career. You know to me, all all that says is like you are part of the existing old guard. Sure, you love hockey, but you love it in the way that it exists now and that it has forever. And what we're learning from these hearings is that that's that's not a good institution. And so for him to say, I think I'm well-equipped says to me that he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not even willing to acknowledge what he doesn't know, right? Like he's, he's not, he might be a hockey expert, but he's certainly not a diversity expert, a sexual assault survivor expert. Like any of those kinds of leadership skills that are outside of the traditional hockey man experience, Mm -hmm. he's not even willing to acknowledge that maybe he is not in the best position to do that.
0: It's bizarre to me throughout all of this that you're right, Sam, that seems to be the tone here. Well, we love the sport. We love the sport. We all love the sport. And that's
1: kind of the problem here. Right. And if you, sorry to interrupt you, Ryan, but if he no, position now, obviously nothing came out until the media got a hold of it. And Rick West had got a hold of it and whatever. Like he could have been right on top of it as soon as he got in and said, we have a problem here. Folks I'm going to fix it. But no, it came out first right?
0: Yeah. He, he chose to like most people that are running high level athletics. Mm-hmm. We think back to, I brought it up to John Nader in our interview, the USA gymnastics thing with Larry Nasser. That's what this is for this country right now. That's what we're dealing with this type of level here. We all love the sport, Scott. It's that there are problems with it though. I don't think it can be separated. I I don't know why it's such a leap for people. We expect these athletes and we expect Hockey Canada, because we love hockey, to perform at the highest level on the ice. We want to win gold medals. Yes, of course. We want our guys drafted first overall. Of course. I don't know why it's such a leap to also demand that the young men and women that play this sport conduct themselves in the highest standard off the ice as well. Why is that such a leap, Sam? I, I don't understand.
3: Yeah, I, I don't understand either. I thought I, I thought it was uh, a bit off-putting for me to hear the various commissioners of the CHL, OHL, WHL, QMJHL talk about uh, all all the ways in which they are educating their players on consent and and similar issues. When it is very apparent over the last few years that those things are not working, like whatever you are, whatever courses you're doing, whatever you're teaching them, it is clearly not sinking in. And so either you're not doing a very good job, or the culture of the sport in those leagues is already so toxic that those courses aren't being taken seriously, even if they're if they're being well put together. We don't know. Um, and so for me to hear them kind of say, "Well, we're we're doing we're doing all of these things already," well, it's if you're not, if you're having one to two complaints to Hockey Canada a year, if you're having, you know, prospects in the news for being charged with sexual assault constantly, you know, if I were a commissioner of a league, I would stop and think, are are the things we are doing enough? Rather than saying, well, look at all the things we're doing. Like if they're if they're having no effect, I really don't care what you're doing. Hmm.
0: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right and I mean we all know the answer here it all boils down to the bottom line and money. The league's if the league's do well and perform well financially, no big deal. And I think the other thing that sorry Clark, I think the other thing and I brought this up to to John as well was that you know, I think we're all aware that bad things are going to happen. Sexual assault is a disgusting and extremely vile part of society that we are all learning to deal with in a much more wide open. And for some people, including Scott Smith, new way. But the problem here is why are things like this swept under the rug? And they don't seem to have a grasp on that. It, okay, bad things are going to happen in life. We understand that. Hiding it and doing nothing to support the people that it affects is the
1: problem here, right?
3: Yeah. Go absolutely. ahead, Clarky.
1: No, no, I, go, ahead, I, Dan. I know
3: no go, go for it.
1: No, I was just going to pick up on a couple of things you both said about sweeping it under the carpet and fund and money. I find it, and I don't have kids. I never had kids in the hockey system. My girl, I have two daughters. They both played softball, fast pitch at a high level. One of them figure skated at a very high level. Um, But if I found out that part of my um, fees for the sport went towards this fund, I would be standing up and screaming, I think, right now and contacting a lawyer. Maybe you can speak on the legal part. Do I have any recourse? And the people haven't, not me, but the people have recourse to say we should know we should have known where our money, where our fees were going. Or is it just something that you pay your fee and it's done and over with?
3: Uh, I don't know if they have any legal recourse in mm-hmm. terms of recovering those fees. Um, and I, I should note, I think it is actually not uncommon for large organizations to have a fund to cover any claims that aren't uh, covered by your insurance. That's actually, that's a wise business decision. Yep. Um, but I think that the the outrageous part here is that that fund wasn't just used for you know your average claims that you think about when you're a parent putting your child in a sport injuries like or whatever. Injuries, yeah. 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 It was, you know, like they said they paid out seven point six million dollars of which six point three were to survivors of abuse by Graham James, and I I understand that the the money has to come from somewhere for the organization to pay those survivors. They they rightfully should be paid. Um, but I think if I were a parent, I would be wondering why my registration fees for kids, which are already so high, you know, it's yep. so prohibitive to get into hockey already. Yeah. Whether that is what those fees should be covering, rather than other funding that and other money that Hockey Canada has elsewhere, especially when, um, you know, Graham James aside, for these claims, the men's hockey programs get so much more funding than women's and Paralympic hockey. Historically, and I'm not saying that over the last years, apparently they have spent more on the women's program in the last few years. But to the extent that they're getting sponsorship money from men's tournaments, shouldn't that be where that's coming from rather than fees that are being paid by parents for grassroots programs?
1: Sam, why could you think? Yeah, could, could the victims have gone after the people involved as opposed to the sport? How does that all work? You know what I'm saying, like. Um, and, well,
3: and- my understanding is that the the claim she filed did name she didn't identify the eight players, but it named eight individuals, okay. um, and that was what one of the MPs asked them. Uh, I think on Wednesday, he asked Scott Smith what legal right Hockey Canada had to settle claims on behalf of other parties. I yeah. don't know okay. that a satisfactory answer was given. Not that I okay. not that I understood anyway, um, but they. Hockey Canada apparently settled the entire suit on behalf of all of the other parties.
1: Do you think we should know the names? Should these names come forward? Who who the who the people were who did these horrific crimes in in 2018?
3: Yeah, 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 I, I mean, if she's if she has the ability to name the uh, name those parties, like now that the suit is settled, she probably won't. But mm-hmm. I I would expect that the investigation at least identifies the players are i think that um one of the one of the more shocking things that's happened here is hockey canada originally saying we don't know who the players are but apparently apparently players have lawyers who say you know they didn't necessarily deny that they were involved they just said it was consensual like there's no denial that this incident happened so if you have seven players saying yeah the incident happened it was just consensual i I don't see how Hockey Canada could have come in and said, we don't know who the player is. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that makes very little sense to me. And I mean, legally, this is stuff that Clark and I just don't understand. The whole process of settlements, NDAs, which are common in these instances as well. Um, I I do want to... You know bring up a couple statements that were said particularly yesterday and you referenced this earlier sam uh just how scott smith and his lackeys if you will have changed their tone so much yesterday and this is from rick westhead's extensive uh twitter uh filing if you will Yesterday, Block MP Andrianne LaRouche said, Hockey Canada's Scott Smith's demeanor seemed to have changed since he testified on June 20th. She said, quote, It seems you had to have a knife to your throat to change. It seemed you used money to protect your image. And then John Nader told the hearing he has reviewed Hockey Canada's employee emails indicating some in the organization have historically resisted having third parties involved in investigating abuse complaints because doing so would quote limit our ability to control the situation i think that might be the most damning sentence of all of this right there and highlights even more the need that these people that are currently in charge need to go sam
3: absolutely i i agree with that and that's why you know i thought it was pretty laughable that he he rejected outright the possibility that he resign.
0: It makes no sense to me, like how, and John Nader called for him to resign right there and mm-hmm. stood up and said, frankly, I agree. Will you resign? And I mean, the negligence on display here. You know, in our interview with John, he talked a lot about things that he wants to see, including a comprehensive plan put together, not only outside of Hockey Canada, but implemented outside of the reach of Hockey Canada in terms of third-party reviews. And I mean, we all know about Safe Sport Canada and Kevin Waugh basically said, we need to blow that up too, it seems, because the people working within there aren't taking this seriously enough either. What beyond that needs to occur in your mind for for you and, and for all of us, Sam, to feel confident going forward that Hockey Canada can continue to operate For the betterment of everybody here. It's not just about the players anymore. And it frankly never has been. It never should have been just about the players. The the blindness that people have in the face of success to ignore everything else is wrong. And it's incredible that we're having to say that in 2022. What do you want to see happen?
3: Is burn burn it to the ground too trite? Um, I don't think so. I I, you know I I agree with Kevin Wong. Didn't think I'd say those words. I don't normally agree with Kevin (laughs) Wong much, Uh, but I agree with him that Safe Sport Canada, you know, has not has not performed its function. I think it's aside from this hockey Canada issue. If you look at any of the national sports, there are clearly inadequate systems in place for these kinds of third-party investigations and to take claims seriously. Like think about the work that Sierra McCormick had to do in getting Canada Soccer to take responsibility and deal with the Bob Berarder situation. Um, There are very inadequate systems in place to deal with sexual assault in our national sporting programs. Um, And short of revamping the, the system altogether, and coming up with a way that is actually safe and reliable for survivors to come forward and tell their stories and to report people without repercussions to themselves and their careers, I, I don't see how. Um, I, I don't see how any of us can can trust the governing bodies that are currently in place.
0: I completely agree, and I mean, I, I said at the top of the show when Clarky and I were discussing this that. I mean I I I basically equate you know some of the financial handlings the registration fee fiasco if you will as as fraud. I mean this is to me it is. I mean it may not be you know you would know better than I you may not be able to legally coin it as fraud but it is so it, you know it, it's moral fraud to me. That's how I'm looking at it. This is not what I would have wanted my extremely high registration fees to go toward I I will also quote something that Kevin Watts said yesterday uh during the hearings on safe sport he was quoted as saying we have to blow up sport canada as much as some people want to blow up hockey canada there's heavy lifting to go we need this we need a cleansing in hockey we need a cleansing in the sport and for the culture currently in place to be changed um I don't know if I could put it more poignantly than that. Um, I, just, I just feel that there is a lot of heavy lifting to do, and we already knew that in terms of the way even the NHL handles things like this. I, I really just feel there has to be a third-party investigation. It's the only reason anything came out about the Kyle Beach situation. It's the only reason things are coming out about this situation. And frankly, the only reason things came out about Graham James, who they so proudly trumpeted their handling of of Graham James, that took almost 20 years. Like, And no one believed Theo Fleury and Sheldon Kennedy and the numerous other victims, the four other victims that were part of that settlement at the time. That took a long time. So to yeah. parade around and go, oh, Graham James, we we paid out this money for Graham James. Yeah, 20 years later, Scott. It's embarrassing to me. I, I do, Sam, it, you know, as, as serious as all this is, I've been a fan of yours for a while. I suggest everybody follow Sam on Twitter, mostly not only for her hockey takes, but also the verbal sword fighting that she will engage
1: in with people. I
3: didn't Especially, know she was a
1: Canucks fan, though. I don't I... know. Oh, oh
0: big. We're
3: we're big going you're, fan. you're
1: gonna you're gonna love Ilya Mikhaev. He was one of my faves. You're gonna love him up oh, there.
3: I, I am He was. Uh, you're excited good. He's I, I I uh Store. I'm a Canucks fan/abs slash fan. It's a lot easier to be an abs fan oh, no. That's right. You I know you're an abs fan. You you loved Wa and
0: all the abs growing up. How can you have you're a Slash? Adam? You're a fan. You can, use, you can you, Dude, you cheer uh, for CFL teams that operate within <laughs> minutes of each other
1: that's true you are correct sorry okay i take it back
0: <laughs> yeah so the sh- we can have slashes okay, sure, okay. J slash ace. i fan? actually
3: i started as an avalanche fan because i played goal that's right i was a ringette player and so i loved patrick wah and then mm. because i live in vancouver i started watching connects games and so that's nice. that's how that happened
1: oh well, of,
3: of a, course I,
1: we have a fellow goaltender on the panel here today
0: that's right. Clarky. Clarkie is a long-suffering. I, long suffering. Yeah. Time I we- have
3: not played in a long time, and uh. I was not good when I played. I'm not good. I just, just
0: go. <laughs> I'm reliable. The dream's never dying. Yeah, he's reliable. He's in the crease. I'm there. That's his definition. Yeah, I show up. Yeah, I'm sure that producer, Adam, is doing a little dance behind the camera because he has a fellow Avs fan on, so congrats on your... Your big cup win. I do, though, want to give you an opportunity to uh, to showcase everything that you're up to. I, I mentioned off the top, you're you're a co-host. There's five of you, I believe. There's still five of you, I believe. We're, on down, to We're
3: yes. down to three. We're down to
0: three. I did wonder because I generally only hear you, Georgia, and Mallory on there, yeah. which is which is still a strong contingent. But I started listening to the broadcast. I became aware of you. I want to say two, maybe three years ago. I went back and listened to the entire catalog and, wow. and listened to every. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have the shirt. No stats, shirt. Vibes. nothing personal, um, but he has no life. Well, <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. All right. I drive a lot. Okay. I'm busy on the way to I, up, I will take okay? all the listens we get. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent, as you should. I love the show. Just tell everybody a little bit about the show, what you guys do on there, because I, I think it's great and it's really entertaining.
3: Uh, first of all thank you for for the very kind words. Uh, we started the broadcast two years ago last Sunday um, and it, at the time it was myself Georgia Mallory and then Vanessa and Danny. Uh, Vanessa and Danny have kind of taken a step back, oh, Danny's left the podcast, Vanessa's taken a step back because she's back in school um, although we coerce her to come on every so often um, but it started as uh, kind of a response to the Brandon Leipzig DM leak. Uh, we we were a couple of Canucks fans on Canucks Twitter and we had a group chat on Twitter where we were talking about how unsatisfied we were with the way uh, the topic was being covered in sports media, largely because most sports media we followed were were driven by male writers, male commentators. And we kind of thought to ourselves, there's not really anything out there covering hockey from a woman fan's perspective or a non-man fan's perspective. As we said, we said ton, tongue-in-cheek in our first episode, we're, we're for the girls and the gays. Although we also have, we appreciate our many male listeners as well. Um, but it's it's largely a, it's hard to describe, Brian. Like, I, I, I don't know how to like really put it in a nutshell, but, you know, I think half the time we have a lot of fun. We talk a lot about, um, you know what wives and girlfriends after we do a wives and girlfriends report we kind of cover the lighter side of sports we talk about some of the men's fashion in hockey uh clarky as a leafs fan you'll be happy to know we talk about austin matthews fashion a lot yes um, or lack and his wrists his repeating hairline yeah yeah, yeah. the hairline yeah. yeah so we we cover the lighter side but we do also often try to take on the more serious uh, sports culture topics Uh, We have a lot of grievances with hockey culture as it currently exists, um, both in the sport and in the media that covers it. And that's something we talk about a lot. And basically what we try to do is foster an environment that is safe and inclusive for people who might not uh, identify with the way traditional hockey fans um, have been catered to in media. And just to create a platform where we can kind of grow the game by bringing in fans who, who have different interests in the sport but love hockey in, in different ways.
0: I think that's a great way to put it. I think, I think my favorite thing about you guys when I first discovered you and continues to be my favorite thing about the show is you guys have a, a fun and unique way of looking at the game that I, I think a lot of people in that traditional mindset of the game probably myself included don't really and didn't really consider and but I also enjoy the way that you guys can tackle very serious topics like the one we discussed today and still be able to kind of poke fun at the sport and do it in a way that's you know kind of dripping in sarcasm in in some instances and I I really like that. I think you guys are great. The broadcast please subscribe to it. It's such a cool show. I, I, yes, the WAGs report. I I like that. It's, it's an interesting feature for sure. And Mallory always has to throw in her F1 takes as well.
3: Yeah. If you like uh, F1, we've got that too.
0: Yeah, which I enjoy because I love F1. Who doesn't love F1? Clarky, you, you love F1, right? Come on. Sebastian, no, that'll not a fan. today. I heard it. I saw that. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. Of course you are. Four-time world champion. Have some oh. respect, man. Unbelievable. And, and of course, zone time as well. Uh, you know, you're on there with a, a, a panel of people, including someone that Leaf fans would be very familiar with. Of course, Tic Tac Omar on on Twitter. Uh, how I did that all start? Omar.
3: Um, You know what? It was a surprise to me. I Yahoo reached out a couple of two seasons ago now um, and basically said we're putting together a casual Yahoo show about hockey once a week and we'd love to have you on. And uh, for me, it's kind of it's I get a little bit of an imposter syndrome whenever I do zone time because it's like it's Julian, it's Omar. It's Avery. It's like actual sports reporters. And I'm like, I'm just some like random person on this panel. I don't know. <laughs> no,
0: no, talking. no. No, (laughs) Um, no,
3: but no, it's it's a lot of fun, and I I love that it's a more diverse panel. I love that you know we, much like the broadcast, we take on both the actual sport and sport culture issues. Although I think it's probably more of a traditional hockey podcast than than the broadcast is, Um, but we have a lot of fun, and I. You know what? I think Omar might have single handedly made me if if not a Leafs fan, I am I am a fan of them winning so that Omar is happy.
0: A sympathizer, if you will. No it's
1: Ryan. Ryan's the same. Ryan's the same. He wants to win. He wants them to win for me. He said it many times. I believe not
0: him. not above the success of my own team, but yes, no, no. I would like to like if the caps and leafs are in the conference final, oh, I'm I know not enjoy that the I the Leafs the Leafs winning. However, I will say that much like Samantha here, I am a Leaf fan sympathizer. It has to stop eventually, right? Yes. I mean, we, we, yes. we feel that way anyway. You can follow Sam at SamanthaCP underscore on Twitter. You can also follow the broadcast on Twitter as well. They're very easy to find on Spotify, Apple, all your favorite podcast apps, much like this show. So please subscribe to them, Sam. It was such a pleasure to have you on. You're going to be back on again. I I, I would love to have you back and actually maybe discuss some hockey takes.
3: Yeah, happy but, to be at the uh, time.
0: But we really enjoyed having you on to discuss this ongoing scandal. It's unfortunate that the game is in this place. It has been for a long time. And I'm I'm hoping that with people like yourself leading the charge here and and fans voicing their displeasure, I'm I'm genuinely hopeful that. Things can change. We we know they can change. I just, uh, I, I hope that it's a little more on the fast track now, but we really appreciate you joining the show, Sam.
3: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: All right, everybody. That's it for us this week. Remember, we air Friday nights at 8, Sunday nights at 9 with our friends on Whiteman TV. That's Channel 6 for Whiteman subscribers. We debut on the YouTube channel every Friday at 9 p.m. You can find the podcast, much like the Broadcast, on all the best podcast apps. Please subscribe. We are on social media at instigatingpod. For myself, Ryan Drury, our guests, John Nader, Samantha Chang, and of course, Mr. Clarkey. This has been another great week of instigating with Clarkey and Drury. We'll be back before. more.